Hi everyone, welcome back to the Basically Sisters podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Natalia. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, this Monday is special because we got a very nice special. Little, we got a special guest. Friend friend to the show. Friend, friend of the show. Yes, friend, supporter, been on the show. She's not new to this. Yeah, she's true to this, baby. Come yeah, on now. I was waiting for you to add that part. <laughs> Come on now. You um, know who we got on by the title. By the title. The, the one and only Sarah. Sarah F. <laughs> Woo! We'll add a sound effect for you. Well, oh, that's sound the sound effect. effect. That's the I sound know, effect. Like me. It. We made it from doing the doing like the burp burp around. You know, oh, it's a Jamaican in me. Comes good. natural. <laughs> um, but yes, welcome, Sarah. Welcome back to the welcome. show. If you guys Thank don't know you. Sarah, we did an episode with her back in July, maybe last. Wow, it's been a while. Like maybe yeah, like yeah. eight or nine months ago at this point. Um, Damn. And yeah, we did. What was that episode? That oh, free therapy session. That was yeah. a great Ooh. episode. Y'all we should definitely check too. that episode out. We we said we're going to do a part two to that one, and we are going to do a part two, but it's coming up. This isn't the last time Sarah's seen the pod, so, yeah, you know, she Sarah's comes back to man. Exactly. Sarah's basically the third member of the yeah. show. Um, we always call her if we need a guest. Yeah, basically. And she's, she's readily she available to chat. One thing about Sarah, she's going to chat with us. Yeah. We're going to chat real. it up. But yeah, quick little yes, intro. Sir. Well, we'll give you a little preview and you can add to it, of course. But Sarah's been a longtime friend of ours since college. Um, if you all, well, y'all might have already gotten this intro in the last episode, but we're going to reintroduce her. But yeah, long term friend, um, post college friend of ours. You know, we, she lives in DC now. You know, she's killing it in her new job. You know, her. woman in STEM, woman in STEM. You know. Gotta love it. Breaking glass it. ceilings, as always. Yes. Um, Latina in STEM, so you know, another little, you know, accolade. But um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, feel free to obviously like add anything else to that intro. There's so much more, but that's just like what came to my mind right now. But yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I always get nervous because I'm like. <laughs> What do I'm I say? I don't know. No, it's, it's like, hard. I feel like I'm on TV. Like, yeah, yeah, I, that was okay. very interesting. Okay, famous. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so I moved from New York to DC uh, for my job. Um, recently left that job and now working remotely. So nice. Living the dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. We love to see it. Oh, we'll just do a quick little like. 30 second summary of like what we're going to talk about today so you know in honor of women's history month we're still celebrating every day of this month because okay we deserve it um and we're doing an episode today talking about women in the workplace um the different issues that we face or we may have faced or that like in general a lot of women face um especially like women of color um latinas black women um etc so yeah, and we brought Sarah because, of course, she's Latina and STEM, and we want to see, like, her experiences, what she brings to the table, and just, you know, we just want to have an open conversation. 
Um, yeah, nice little open forum. But, yeah, open forum. You know, just little. It's gonna be like a little therapy session in a way because that's how most of our chats go. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what we're talking about. There's a lot of topics that we want to bring to the table, but we're gonna see what ones we get to because um, a lot of them are hot. That's all we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> some hot topics and some hot takes. Takes, hot takes. Um, but yeah. So we'll kind of just like jump into it right away so sarah like how i guess like you're do you want to give a background on like kind of what your job is or like what your title is what you are by trade and kind of like what inspired you to kind of get there at least okay yeah um so i graduated from the same college as Ms. Holly and ashley um and i got my bachelor's of science in computer engineering um at first i wanted to be a lawyer and i worked at a law firm and just realized I didn't want to do that. Um, and I got to build their website. So that's when it inspired me. I was like, oh, I can code. Just never been exposed to that. Um, and so once I graduated college, um, I got a job as a software engineer associate. Um, and I did that for about like a year and six months. Um, and now I am a software engineer. No more associate. Okay. Um, and yes. And so kind of spend my days just like meetings, coding, more meetings, more coding. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. That's awesome. I know like software engineering, especially like that field is not diverse in many ways, especially I don't even want to know what percentage of like women are in that field, especially like women of color and specifically like Latina. So I'll- Props to you, you know, like Ash said, breaking glass. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> um, I want us kind of start like back before we even get into the workplace, because like, how was kind of college for you? We can kind of all discuss this too, like how our majors were kind of being like a minority in those majors. Like, how did those experiences shape you? Did any of them kind of stand out to you? Um, yeah. Um. Or what was your experience, I, I guess, doing your major, like, with your background? Yeah. So when I started my major, um, I walked in and the room just had, like, all white guys and, like, mm-hmm. your dispersive girls um, and, like, one or two, I think about, like, three people of color. And then I believe I was the only Latina there. Um and it was just hard trying to learn um, something so technical, but also fighting this imposter syndrome constantly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also being first gen, it was really difficult trying to get into this space of like, I belong, but also I can do this work. I'm also capable of doing this work. Um, but one thing that really did help me in continuing this, like, plight of an engineer, of a Latina engineer, was um, I joined the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. Um, That's where I met Ashley and Natalia. And (laughs) I got to meet so many other Latinos who were engineers who were in this same fight with me of trying to get this degree against all these obstacles that we face. Um, On top of that, uh, I joined my sorority, um, Hermandad de Sigma Iota Alfa Incorporada. And the sisters also... Um, a lot of them were first gen, um, and 
it was just having my community and having this village that really kept me going in this degree, um, less than like classmates or peers were, um, which is funny because all the people of color in the engineering classes, which I think was common for like everybody, like we all sat together, like we kind of yeah. like in a way separated ourselves from them. Um, but it wasn't easy, um, would not do it again. Um, <laughs> zero out of ten. Zero out of ten experience <laughs> would not. Um, which is funny because even today I I was just trying to be more intentional with my day, and so I have my diploma on my wall and I just stared at it like in disbelief that it says like my name and like computer engineering because there was a time where I wanted to drop out and and not come back. So um, it it was definitely have its it definitely had its challenges. Um, but I'm grateful for the community and the friends I made through it. That really is what got me. Yeah. No, I feel that. Shout out to Shep. Her. You know, (laughs) um, like Sarah said, the three of us met in Shep, which is Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. Um, We won't say, (laughs) I don't want to throw, we'll just say we had a good time meeting everyone in that club. We have some core memories to remember. Yeah. Something like that. It got it got it got us through some hard times. We'll say that much. It got us through some hard times because yeah, it was a way to cope. Nice coping group. We're all just Mm -hmm. coping together. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, going back to your community point though, I feel like that is so important. Like in any aspect, same with like even working full time now. I feel like having a community and finding your people to like confide in and kind of get you through these moments, especially when you're like a minority in these environments is like so important because I think back to like college, like if I didn't have Shep, like I don't think I would finish that degree. Cause even not even just like the help, like the technical help with things like asking questions and stuff, just the support to like, Mm -hmm. you can do this, like older peers kind of like, I don't know, helping you kind of like motivating you saying like I already did that if I can do it you can do it kind of thing like having some sort of like role model-esque thing but yeah I don't know how that was for you Ash I know like you were in like a completely different major but yeah I mean I really was just in shit because of Natalia because <laughs> um, she would be like oh yeah come to the events and I would just go and I'm like oh I actually kind of kind of like y'all y'all ain't, y'all ain't too <laughs> shit yeah. I'm gonna stick around for a little bit. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, I was business, business administration, um, you know, with a concentration in management information oh, systems. Okay. So, you know, you know, I Say got that. A IT, you know, you a little know what I'm saying? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But um, yeah, for me, it was different because I transferred. Um, mm-hmm. So when I did get to like the university that we all went to, Everybody, like, that school, like, SOM is very, like, tight-knit, I guess you could say. And it's a lot of friendships were formed freshman year. And they don't accept a lot of transfers into SOM. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just, like, you know, jumping in middle of the middle of the two of the four years, everyone kind of already knows each other. They have their group of friends, da 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 da. And I, on one, I didn't really know anyone. <laughs> two, I'm like, oh my god, this is such a switch from like 
the level of difficulty of the courses from what I was used to. And I didn't really have anyone that was really going through that as well as like that looked like me that was in like my exact same position. Like they might've been in SOM from freshman year and they kind of already knew what to expect. So it was very difficult for me. Um, Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, obviously I formed friendships and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't that many people that looked like me in business. Mm -hmm. Um, I did join and I wish I was more involved (laughs) in like, when I first joined, but I mean, that information wasn't given to me. Like they had minority, you know, business clubs that I didn't know about until like my senior year. I'm like, okay, now what the hell at this point I'm done. So, um, but yeah, so I kind of just like, Shep was kind of like my little hub of people. Like, even though we weren't the same majors, like Y'all's majors were hard. Mine wasn't the easiest. And mm-hmm. we kind of like bonded over that. So I think it was like kind of respectable. So yeah, I was also in women in business. Um, that was a club as well. But again, it wasn't. I think when I joined, I was the, there was only one other black girl in it. Yeah, those. Women it, it's a big group, women in business. Like yeah. that was a very big like organization so mm-hmm. for there to only be like one other black girl at the time I'm like yeah this is crazy but yeah I mean that was my experience you live and you learn you take that yeah I mean sometimes that's how it's gonna be in the real world like there I went to an event for my business the other day it was like a networking event and it was I think I was the only woman of color there and it was over a hundred people, so I'm trying to network with all these, these people that don't look like me, and I don't have like one little, you know, ally. Like, okay, girl, you know, we, you know, so, yeah. yeah but I mean, I think that just kind of prepared me for like situations that I'll probably end up in anyway. So that was kind of my experience. A little tangent, right. but you know, how was your experiences, hi? Mine. Mine was pretty good, pretty similar to that. I feel like it really prepares you for, like, the work environment. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the work environment is even, like, less diverse than what it was in college. I don't know if, like, Sarah, you feel that. Um, But I feel that sometimes. But you know what's interesting, though? Like, going back to college, I wanted to touch on this, like, and see, like, both y'all's opinion because Sarah mentioned it. Like, your community you make outside is more, like they have more support for you than your own classmates. Like, I feel like classmates, like, I couldn't trust my, some of my class. There was, like, maybe two classmates I could trust. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I don't know what it was. Like, there was just, like, this competitive energy. Like, I've had some not great experiences with classmates. Like, they do not have your back at all, which is interesting. Like, your peers, like, I feel like are the worst people to confide in. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but. I agree. And I also think, I don't think the I don't think the professors made it any better either like made the environment not competitive like they kind of like wanted that Mm -hmm. so in SOM oh my god everybody what do you get on the test what do you get on test what do you get on quiz what do you get on quiz and it's like everybody's over here getting hundreds apparently and I'm like what (laughs) 
like how are y'all doing yeah. this like Agreed. it's yeah. like everyone tries to like one-up each other mm-hmm. i mean there's i think there's i don't know maybe in engineering it's a little more competitive but mm-hmm. a lot of times it wasn't super competitive like you have your group of like the ones that are like okay you're okay try hard like we get it yeah. you're smart um but then there was also like the other group that i could kind of like relate to like we're like oh yeah like i don't know what this guy's talking about <laughs> at all um so yeah so it was there is a balance you know but i'm like yeah okay it's the it's the try hards that be the professor like asked someone to answer the question they're like right here right here like all right we yeah. get it like you eat ace why don't it just sh- just sh- why yeah, don't why you teach the class let's let him choose someone that doesn't even know what he's talking about right and then he'll <laughs> actually explain it for us yeah. instead of you just answering it and he's like okay good we'll, we'll move on we like, all sir, know I'm what's going gonna, on yeah, yeah like yeah. sir i'm not gonna lie i don't know what you just asked him and i don't even know what he said back to you for that to indicate that it was correct and for you to move on so <laughs> help me out but yeah that was my experience like i don't know if in engineering is probably even worse honestly i think it was do you have like, any bad experiences sarah with classmates um yeah um <laughs> i had a couple instances oh god um well, okay, I'm going to give the overall. Um, I think Natalia knows a lot of like engineers know this. There's a group of people in a collective community, I would say, um, who. I feel like I know who this collective, <laughs> I know what this collective is community is. Uh, yeah. Picture of it. Uh, yeah, so I'm like very selective about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's a collective community that we're for each other. So if we had homework, they all knew what was going on because one or two of them knew and then would spread it around amongst themselves. So like if they were passing or like doing well on tests, it's because they collectively like knew things about it or like had each other to study with. But if you like, they would never have friends invade this kind of community. It's just like for themselves, unless you were really close to one of them, then they'll like, you know, help you out, but um, they were just, and they are in a lot of our engineering majors, um, and they just kind of help, like, um, themselves, and also, like, made the curve worse for, like, all of us who are doing it on our own, because they would collectively pass, and then the rest of us are like, well, we just did what we thought was going to be on it, we just, we didn't have these resources that y'all have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just, like, it was, like, some sort of, like, even like with the girls, um, excluding you know, POC women, but like with the other, yeah, girls, the community you're talking about, yeah, yeah, they would just be, like, I don't know, they would, it was very competitive amongst the yeah, like the competition, but also it's just like they just didn't like you. It's just like, yeah, why? I, I kind of felt that too. I think it's so interesting that like, obviously it's Women's History Month and like we're celebrating women, but like it's the competition amongst women is like so annoying. I hate it so much. Like the fact that, you know, you're all like in an environment where you're the minority, 
you're all at a disadvantage, you're all going through the same struggles, yet you're competing against each other. It's like, it's almost like, why are we making our lives harder when it doesn't need to be? You know what I mean? Like, why are we, like, I already don't like coming to class. Like, at least smile at me. Like, come on. I don't like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this lab period. I don't know what's going on. I know you don't know what's going on. So stop trying to act like you know what's going on just to try to make it, like, I don't know what's going on. But then it's like, also, my success has nothing to do with yours. Right. So, like, why all... not collab? Right. Like, yeah, why like, not? me shining isn't going to dim your light. Like, you yeah, we like... could all shine together. Why don't we unite? Okay. It's giving mean girls. It's giving, it's giving mean, girls, mean girls. Which is so annoying. I want to leave mean girls in. This is the last Women's History Month where I want to even, like, bring up mean girls because they needs to be stopped i'm i'm sick of it let's all realize like yeah. we're all we're all have similar we can battles. all win we i can hate all when win. people do why that, do we that part we could all win why are we competing we already have to compete with men exactly why do i want to compete against fellow like, i don't know I, I just don't get it um like you're still getting paid less too sweetie so i will say we're all in the same yeah. boat here <laughs> no literally I will say, though, like, especially in my experiences, sometimes, like, I've had better experiences with men than women, like, with help. Like, sometimes, like, yeah. which is sad to me. Like, I, obviously, I want to, like, if I'm asking for help, I'm hoping anyone can help me. Like, God help me. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Information from I'll anybody. take the information from anybody. Help. Please. Direct download. Help. Direct. Yeah. <laughs> help me. Help me, please. Down here. Yeah. Anyone. Anything. And, um, no, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like I've had better experiences. Like, I don't know, Sarah, Ashley, if you guys, like, with asking some men over women. It, just not every nah, single it's woman. The, it's the glares I be getting. I'm like, okay, get some nice like, talking you don't know what's to happening. you next time. Yeah, I'm like, all no, right. Really. Oh you don't need to. I would like, never say that. You don't know that, that calculation? That. You don't know the depreciation I formula? I that look. Why did you do I, the reading? Why would I? Did you, yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you highlight? It was in the PowerPoint. Did you go to class? It was like, in the PowerPoint. Yeah. Did you go to like, like? Okay, yeah. Did you? Hey, pal. Did you go to um? Did you go to lecture or not? Okay. <laughs> it's just like right, I right. asked you all that. I said, "What is B?" And that's Thanks. it. Like, are you the professor? Because I, I, you're giving professor vibes. You're, you're not getting paid that. professor I didn't salary. Ask to be quizzed. I'm quizzing Fact. your ass. Now you're quizzing me. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like how did that get spun? Like back maybe, up? maybe you yeah. Don't, yeah, facts. Maybe they really didn't that? know what was going on. Yeah, Wait, they were just trying about to... that. Um, some girl did that to me when I had turned around. Like, oh, like what? Where? What are we on? Some question I don't know. And she gave me that look. Then homegirl like dropped out the major because it was too hard. But guess who finished? Like, oh, exactly. Come on now. Exactly. You know, hey, who's the real winner? Hey. It's not always who was it to who no, she, she, she who probably should have she probably should have befriended you and she, she might have passed. And that's probably her ego degree. getting to her. And I don't want to hey. just say this is woman, but like why why is that a thing? Like we a lot of us don't know it's one thing about me is I'm gonna accept that I don't know what's happening. I will 100%. I accept that and yes. I admit it. I was the one in college to be like, don't know what's happening. I'm asking somebody after class. What what just went down? Because I don't know. Yeah. Let me know. No, I was the one. Let's get a tutor. 
Let's get a tutor for the class. I don't, <laughs> let's sign a petition to get a tutor because I don't know, but I know you're lost. I know you're lost because I'm lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will I accept that. that some I people, see that face. I see that dumbfounded like, face. You're yeah, I lost. That. I know you're here. And then everyone, like, once they, like, use, they see other people are admitting it, like, you're right. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't care. I will admit it. What, what do I have to lose? I'm trying to work smarter, not Thanks. harder. I'm paying. Yeah, I'm paying for this tuition. Like, so I'm trying I'm to ask help. for help. If I, yeah, what? I'm just trying to get this degree. Literally, um, yeah, anyways, all right. Well, that was a good little uh college. I just wanted to kind of like start off with college because I feel like it's very reflective in some ways. He's do a lot of lessons for like the workplace. So now, jumping to the workplace, what kind of like do you see similarities to college at all? Um, do you think people are like more helpful? Like, I don't know, do you see like the same sort of do you think it's different? Like, do you think college prepared you for the workplace? I guess. Um, okay. I feel like sometimes even the workplace can be as petty as high school. Like some people's attitudes and the way they receive criticism, it's like giving, you never grew up. Um, I think college prepared me in the sense of being in a white space and being the only Latina in the room. And like, as I mentioned, having, um, fought that imposter syndrome for so long. Um, and I still do sometimes, but I have a level of confidence where I'm like, nah, I know what I'm doing or this assurance in myself that I'm here and I can do this work. Um, I think, yeah, it's just like communication with people that you don't um, know how to communicate. Like I had that in college or being scared to do something. Um, but I do think the workplace has been better in my experience with my workplace. Um, when I ask questions, like they're always willing to help me um, and they're always like breaking it down for me and they don't make me feel dumb or any way um, or just speak in a way that makes me feel like I don't belong or that I'm asking a dumb question. Um, so I think my experience has been better, but I think I've also been prepped to be there than had I like not experienced what our university right. had. Yeah. Right. I completely agree. I think I, I think like we went through a lot of those experiences. Like if we didn't go through like all those, like how tough it was to like ask questions, like get kind of like made, like get looked at like you're kind of like dumb. I feel like we wouldn't have been as mentally prepared for the workplace, but like, I feel like a lot of pe people are nicer in my opinion. Like I don't mm -hmm. find it as competitive, um, which is interesting because I mean, obviously the workplace is so competitive in some ways, but like, I feel like I would, if I were to look back, I would think the workplace would be more competitive than college. Cause money's on the line. We're in college. We're just trying to get a degree. Like wh what are we competing Thanks. for? Like, I guess maybe in some ways the same job, but like in general, we're doing this for ourselves. The only competition is yourself. You know what I mean? Rather in the workplace, like, yeah, I guess your only competition is yourself, but you're still kind of, a, it's a little bit more competitive in a way because you're trying to, you know, compete, not compete against your like coworkers. Well, it's like performance-based too. Performance like raises based, right. are typically yeah. based on performance and mm -hmm. understanding and stuff like that. So like, I just think it's very interesting that for both of you that, people are more willing to help versus like in college. Like, that's so true. Like we're gonna, we're both just getting a degree. Like you helping me isn't gonna stop you from get you getting your degree. Right, like how does this, how, 
I guess maybe sometimes when there's like a curve on, I don't even, I don't, I don't see why people are competing so much in college. It's so ridiculous. Like I can't imagine how it is at like Ivy League school. So I heard it's bad. I'd assume it's bad. Oof. Gosh. Anyways. Um, but yeah, talking about like promotions and like money at work, I quickly want to, I think we should talk about gender pay. Um, and because you know it's an important topic um and it's kind of it's a sad statistic but you know i'm gonna read it it's statistic time <laughs> y'all know what time it is statistic time we gotta have a little jingle natalia statistic time oh sarah said the carfax natalia's yeah. facts <laughs> yeah natalia's <laughs> carfax for real <laughs> it's a list of random facts <laughs> i'm trying to bring back trying to bring the context people can see why we're bringing these conversations to the table but okay okay I, hey i'm not judging you babes Sp- safe space safe space, <laughs> safe space. okay <laughs> do you spit out them facts girl you know them st- somebody's gotta hey, know we're crunching numbers crunching we're numbers crunching girl num- i'm all about crunching <laughs> the numbers behind the scenes yeah a hundred percent his favorite part <laughs> I'm like that one. Have you seen that meme? It's only it's a very specific meme. It's like that one, like I think he's like a Nigerian actor who like looks like a kid. Yes. But yeah, I know he's what like you're talking with about. the calculator. Yep. That's me. That's me crunching numbers, getting stats, you know, for the pod episodes. For the pod, um, yep. yeah. Anyways, all right. So this is just a quick statistics on like gender wage gap, um, and then specifically the women of color. So to the dollar of what a white non-hispanic man makes okay we'll start off from highest to lowest so asian women actually make a dollar and one cent so they make more statistic i guess based on like what this is this was done in 2020 um multiracial asian women make 98 cents multicultural black women make 63 cents so hold on hold on so asian women get paid more than men than white men i guess statistically well, Asian are Asian white men. Asian men are the highest paid in the country. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We're just using white. Yeah, but men we're just using what the white the bar. This is what it's based on. Yeah, the bar. They're the dollar. They're the I dollar. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to the stats. We can just jump back in. Okay. <laughs> She's so, getting back to the numbers. I'm getting back to the numbers. We had a little technical difficulty, people. Um, so. To the dollar, black women make 64 cents, multiracial black women make 63 cents, and Hispanic women, any race, make 57 cents. This is just comparing 2020 median earnings of full-time year-round workers by race, ethnicity, and sex. Yeah. And then native women earn 60 cents for every dollar. So it's looking like I'm missing some pesos here. Is what you're telling me. I saw a thing the other day that says, like, for most women, like, just a, any woman, like, it's over your lifetime, it's like you're losing $400,000. Wow. Oh, nah. That's a lot That's of money. A house. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And a car. And a That's nice what I'm one saying. Too. Um, so that's why I feel like, I mean, I think it's changing. Like, most companies, like, I think I think it's very company specific though, but I feel like there's more open conversation about like, or at least salary transparency, 
You know what I mean? Like knowing what coworkers make at like a similar grade as you, um, also getting paid similarly. I just think we're kind of like far behind. Like, cause like I could look up at like higher ups and like, they're probably not making the same pay like a woman versus a man, especially if it's a woman of color versus a man. Like they're probably yeah. not. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it's been for you, Sarah. Like, how do you feel about like salary transparency? How have your experiences been with that at your job? Like, how do you feel about it in general? Um, I think I've made good coworkers um, where they're, they were open um, with me about how much they make, especially when it comes to pay and performance reviews. Um, and then also I moved internally within my company and we have tiers. So I started as a level one. So now I'm a level two. Um, and I have peers in my old job who were level two. So I felt comfortable enough to ask them, like, how much do you make? And what I was offered was similar to what they um, were making. Um, so I'm grateful that I had coworkers who would be that transparent with me. Um, but I think it's important to like be smart about it um, because I did ask coworkers who like mm-hmm. I trusted. Um, but, and I know my manager did this, love him. Um, and I think when he was showing me my salary, he was like, wow, uh, you are making more than me than when I was your age or something like that, which is cool. Yes. And I understand I'm making a good amount. However, the prices of houses and cars and things of that nature are, weren't that expensive or were equal to what you were making that you can afford those things. And at the height that I'm making this money, I could barely afford to buy a home or even think about buying a home um, or cars or whatever have you. Like inflation is crazy. So mm-hmm. if I had thought with the mindset that he told me, and I know it wasn't ill-intended, but it's just like, okay, but what the what I could afford at this day and age with my salary is not the same as you, even though I'm making more than you did at my age. So it's just like, take things with a grain of salt. Right. I think it's all very relative. I com- I, I completely agree with that statement of like comparing, oh, like I made this much at that time. Like the price of everything right now, I mean, with inflation is like crazy this year. Well, like I think most people with are With inflation, underpaid. like they said, exactly, we are... A lot of people are underpaid because I'm pretty sure I saw a thing that if if minimum wage was actually increased at the rate that inflation has increased, minimum wage would be at like twenty to twenty five dollars mm-hmm. or something like ridiculous. And when mm-hmm. they're over here giving us pushback on fifteen dollars. Yeah. So for him yeah. to say that, I mean, I guess yeah, in that sense, okay, but things were different back when you were mine. but also if he was like if he could tell like yeah and this is he's probably just saying that to be nice but like sometimes when people say that like you have to look at what their salary was and then like put it in that inflation calculator to see what that would actually mean what that value exactly because that could have been that could have been been a lot of money then too yeah exactly so yeah it's interesting i don't know salary transparency is like i'm so happy it's becoming very like it's not becoming a taboo topic like i hate when people are like Oh, like, don't disclose how much you make. Like, why not? I don't care. I have friends well, that but, make a lot more than me. Well, no, exactly, I'm talking but about, they like, do that. 
Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Like the higher ups try to make it feel like they they know why they don't want you to because right, they you know about, yeah because they exactly. they don't want you to just yeah then exactly you know. then you know like oh I'm actually doing better than her, but based on my my performance review, I only got five percent increase while she got seven. But I be doing her yeah. work though. Yeah. So so what's the numbers you, yeah. weren't crunching. Yeah. <laughs> the math wasn't mathing. Mm-mm. But I Either. think it's just good in general too to like compare even like outside of your industry or not industry, outside of your like company with other people on what they're making because it gives you kind of an idea of like whether you're paid relatively you know what I mean? Like whether you're getting what you think you need to be getting yeah. or what you By like industry standards industry versus standards like yeah your, and i think your company standards right and i think there's a lot of factors obviously like there's more than just salary there's benefits and everything mm-hmm. which i think are also extremely extremely important um i feel like people don't realize like because i know people who like make a lot of money but have like no benefits and i think that in itself is like not worth it in my opinion because then you're paying like so much a month for health insurance mm-hmm. You're paying like all these, like you're not getting like your company's not investing in your 401k or like, so it's going to come out of your salary anyways. You know, you could actually be making less. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I think they're all just like, I'm just glad people are having these conversations now, but I just wish they were like, I don't know. I just wish everyone's salary was public, but obviously they're not going to do that, you know? Yeah. Because I don't know. Um. But yeah, anyways, we'll jump into a new topic. I just wanted to bring that to light because salary is important, especially for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about toxic work environments or any toxic experiences you had. Do you have any stories, Sarah, or anything that's happened? <laughs> and it can be in any internship, past job, wherever. Yeah. For Oh, okay. Um, so I had a work experience, um, where there was a racial incident, um, and the comment the person made was toward Latinos, um, and basically like something, something is all we're good for. And I remember in that moment, I literally ran to my car. I tried to call some friends. I guess everyone was busy. And then I was just like, well, I guess I'll call my manager because this has never happened to me. Before. This was in person? This was in person, yeah. Okay, I, okay. And the thing is, the conversation wasn't even towards me. It was, I overheard this conversation, and I interjected it, and they just kept, um, not a back and forth, but they had a comment back, which also just wasn't good. So just literally- oh, to you? A comment back to you? Yeah, because I heard okay. the comment, and so I stepped in and was like, well- like, who are you to judge people and make a generic statement about, like, Latinos? Um, and his response was just like, well, it's easy to not make these choices or, like, to choose to go to jail. Like, whatever have you. So I just was feeling very discouraged. And so I ran in my car, called my manager. I literally was bawling, like, in my car. And at the time, I had a very, like, tough manager um like one of those like older people you think will would never cry or whatever um and i literally started bawling and i'm just like this man made me feel unsafe in my workplace he's saying these comments about my people and 
like he doesn't know anything about Latino America or has never stepped foot in Latin America. Like how dare he say any of these things? And I started like kind of spiraling and I was just like, you know, like on the daily, I fight these voices in my head or I fight these standards on the media, whatever we see that tries to tell me what I am when I know who I am and what I bring. But they try to like create this narrative of all we can do and that's all we are. And I, I was crying so much and like pouring this pain I had from that comment that my manager cried. And he was just like, wow, I'm so sorry that happened. And at no point was he insensitive um, to me. And he explained to me, like, my options are in terms of um, reporting this incident to HR and all these things. So, I mean, that person got dealt with, but that was definitely a marker for me. Um, and I wasn't, like, okay for a little bit. And I had to work with my therapist through it and find a way to forgive this person, not because they deserve forgiveness, but because like I needed to move on from this um, incident. So that was really a toxic environment. And then I went on vacation. So oh, it was what I nice. needed. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you got to drink a pina colada. Sometimes you On the beach. Us. In the Caribbean. Yeah, on the beach. <laughs> exactly. In the sun. In the sun. Whew. Well, thank you for sharing that one. Um, with everybody and I'm sorry you had to go through that and deal with that because that's not fair for one one we already feel uncomfortable in the workplace two to hear a comment like that yeah it would have been pretty yeah you handled it better than me yeah, I was gonna say he lucky yeah. he didn't get the right one. Yeah, he's yeah. lucky. Yeah, you didn't. He didn't catch us on a bad day because. <laughs> yeah. Lucky I need um, to get that vacation paid because. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's oh god. I don't know how. I'm I'm glad he got dealt with, but damn. Why? Like, I I just don't get why people even make these comments in the workplaces. I feel like. Obviously, people have things to say, whatever, but time and place, like, I'm not saying it's okay for them to say it, but, like, say it outside of work. Because, one, for your own sake, do they not see how pe- quick people are getting canceled? Like, one. Not- like, no one needs your hot takes right now. No one needs your hot takes. You're you here save to work it for your wife. Save it for save, your wife. Save, save, yeah, save and your kids that I'm you sure don't want to go home to. Literally. Exactly. Like, oh my what is wrong? Gosh. Damn. That's so like who I already know everyone was looking at him like why did you say that? But what would even bring yeah, that like, conversation up? That's the crazy thing. And my therapist asked me the same thing. Nothing in that conversation literally needed to be said with that statement. Like there was no talk of Latin America, there was no talk of drug smuggling, there was no talk of people it was about like a machine we're building. That's it. Yeah, he was just you needing to get a hot when take they on put their Yeah, you gotta love when they put their foot in their mouth. Because no one asked for that. Literally nobody. You just showed your true colors that no one even like asked you to show. Like, and okay. the worst part is that then he asked me, because I guess HR got to him. And he was asked me and he called me into like a room and we talked and he was just like, you know, if you ever have any resources... 
um, I would love to like know about them or if you would like to share your experience with me. No, <laughs> I do not. Yeah. You gotta, you oh, really gotta love God. it. It's he, just, he needs something. They probably told him to wow. learn and educate. <laughs> and that's yeah. what he thought. That's what he thought. He thought he ate with he that one. Do- Let me pull he it on the in service. They definitely gave him an in-service to do about diversity and inclusion. They gave him a training for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you Unpaid. were required to stay on the screen. Unpaid. 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 You can't skip through. It's <laughs> not a lunch and learn. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning. You're That's right. it. <laughs> it's just a learn. No lunch. No it's snack. just a learn. It's just a learn. No water. Yeah. <laughs> just sit oh, him in a room gosh. by himself. Sit like him in a room. <laughs> put, put the, the laptop in front of him. Press press play. Press play. Oh my god. Put the headphones in. I'm done. We got the over the paper. Yeah, literally. Pen and paper. Answer there's the question. Qui- there's a quiz at the end. There's a quiz at the end, and he has to manually hand it in. There's no, there's no digital version. Like we really want to make sure you, you know what's going on. They're like write out the question, write out all the possible answers, and then circle the right one by hand. Blue or black ink only. Yeah, literally. It gets so tiring. It's just like, why do I gotta teach you how to treat me as a person? Like that's you have exactly. no home training. No, I completely agree with you. <laughs> they don't. That's it. Yeah. No. I don't. It's exhausting. I think I I agree with that. The whole like having to be, like, well, not not this is obviously not it's similar, but like not similar, but being at work and being like the token person for a specific group and then getting like pulled into things to kind of, rep- which I, I don't mind doing to an extent, you know what I mean? Like I don't mind, you know, standing, sitting on like a panel or going to help recruit. Like I'm all passionate about that. But then like when it comes to the learning and educating part, like again, I'm not going to be against it, but it's also like, we already have to do so much. Like, why do I have to give you a rundown of like? Yeah, like, why do I have to go do the extra mile? Like, why don't you just hire more minorities? Like, you could have yeah. a huge panel, <laughs> right? If you just oh. did what you're supposed to do, <laughs> or you could just literally find your own resources online or get resources Google. somewhere else. Like, Google is—it's just Al ignorant Gore's to say internet that you is free. free. You can find so much online to educate yourself. So it's like, I get it's different to if you want to learn about somebody's personal experience and say, like, if someone's coming to you for advice, like, how was it like being a woman here? Like, how did you get to this position? Like wanting to know things like that, that's different. But to have to teach somebody on your community is like, that's a bit much, in my opinion. Yeah. He told me his handyman was from Honduras, too. I was like. Oh God! He just—he didn't learn anything he, in that he, learn. Yeah, he didn't. The, <laughs> manual, the manual quiz did nothing. For the him. manual nothing quiz stopped. did absolutely nothing. He might need wow. to go to a retreat or a conference or something. Yeah, he said he grew <laughs> up with Latinos. <laughs> go figure. Not a retreat. He grew mm-hmm. up with Latinos. He said that's that. what he says. 
I was like, okay, but you still don't that's, know how to treat that's us. Like, that's worse. That's like, like, oh, I can't be racist. I have black friends. Yeah. Oh, and then he said he, because I also called him out because every time we would order from like a specific like Mexican spot, um, it was low key in the hood, but it was like bomb. So um, he was just like, yeah, I don't go there after dark because I'll get shot or like. Um, oh gosh! He Why said, are like, you saying this in the workplace? We also me, order, okay. we're gonna order one time, and he was just like, "Will it give me food poisoning?" I literally was just like, "You're off the order. You're off the group order." I took him out. I was like, "You're not on it. You're, you're not eating today. You're not, you're not getting eating. lunch. You're not eating from my girl." Yeah, and then he yeah. was like, "And after this whole situation, he told one of my coworkers, who's my friend, and was like." Well, I'm pretty sure, like, out of anyone in this office, I eat the most um, food from Latin America. Why? Nah, this guy's problematic. They love what we (laughs) offer, but not us. That's it. Boom. Pro-life till the life is brown. Or anything, (laughs) but... That's great. It's like a white person saying, like, well, I'm more black than you are because... I know how to twerk, and you don't. I know. I listen to rap music. Whoa. Yeah. Where did that come from? Like, okay. <laughs> I, I guess you are. Yeah. Sally. Ooh, knock yourself gosh. out. Like, what, what is wrong with What would possess people to say these things? Think the, like, cl- again, they didn't listen to the trainings. I don't know they if a trainer is even going to do that. They're the ones that need to sit down for the trainings, but they're the ones. With their camera on mute over here, chopping up onions, making food in the kitchen. No, you need this, Becco. This is for you. Not for me. I already know not to be racist. The salt and pepper crowd? Yeah. Yeah. We are going to need y'all to sit down on this one. You need to come into the office for this. (laughs) From the smart board. (laughs) Wow. I can laugh that about it now, wild. but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but yeah, I guess at this point, just laughable, because what? Again, <laughs> yeah. he needs to take his hot takes to his wife, but he's probably doing it at work, his wife is sick of his hot takes. Facts. The wife said, I'm he's getting a divorce if I'm here one more. <laughs> one more hot more. take. <laughs> it's clips. Separation. I had the separation paper, papers right here. He actually said a comment like that. He I was he was like, I didn't mean to like say it like that. Like I think you guys are hardworking people, da da da. And oh. I was just like, just because you didn't mean to say it doesn't mean your words don't have an effect. And he was like, Yeah, my wife says that. I'm like He needs to just oh, stop talking. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Now now it's it's all coming full circle. I know exactly yeah. why he's bringing the hot takes to work. No one's listening to his ass at home. <laughs> He rather he he rather lose the job than lose the wife. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly. But if he loses the job, the wife's leaving too. What so, he needs to focus on is a therapist. Maybe maybe they'll listen to your hot takes. Yeah, he needs to unpack some some of those hot takes. Yeah, because then he was like, "Oh, some of them are a joke," and I'm like, "You're not funny." That's not funny. No one laughed. Laugh. It's, it's a joke. But Who laughed? I didn't see I'm, one person. Yeah, laugh. he didn't even laugh after he what, said. What was the punchline? There was none. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. God. God bless y'all. Because me, ble- corporate America, yeah. I already knew from college. I knew because in college it was like Hunger Games. Like everybody was bragging mm-hmm. about their internships. Da da da. I knew wasn't for me. 
I, I can't be fake and phony like that. Like some of these people were like very like, oh, you act a certain way to get the job, but you're actually like a horrible person. And you really low-key don't deserve that position like someone else deserved you it. You actually suck. Yeah. So I just knew, chow. Because re- I'm saying, if that was me, Sarah, in that position, they probably would have, I probably would have gotten uh, leave, told to leave. Um, maybe you would yeah. pay, though. Maybe I don't know what it would but, I would have for um, sure interjected though. I think you said the right thing. Interject. I wouldn't have let that. I would have like what? Oh, I would have went off. I would not. I know you would have. Um, because I don't. It was like nine a.m. Bro. Oh, yeah. nine a.m. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. His wife cough really said, isn't even mute this morning. He said, "Keep it mute this yeah. morning." The wife. Take it to work. Yeah. And he did. That exactly. yeah, that car ride, that car ride, they carpooled to work. It was mute. <laughs> she said, Yeah. Dro- she dropped him off and said, Drop your hot takes off here. I'll pick you up at five. Like <laughs> nine AM. The you coffee hasn't even been the, 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 the coffee in the office hasn't even been brewed <laughs> by nine AM no. for him to be my dropping hot takes like that. Open. Yeah. How have I even logged into my computer? I'm still logged <laughs> in. I literally still, just got to my desk. Up. Like you gotta do the lap around the office first. Freaking... Jesus Lord. <laughs> Not even online yet, bro. Like Yeah. <gasps> Oh God, like that's hilarious! Hard shutdown. I, like I'm waiting I, for the laptop to warm up. I haven't even put my lunch in the freaking fridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're dropping a hot take. Didn't even whoop oh, out God. the breakfast yet. Jeez, yeah, he was thinking about that one on a silent car ride. A hundred percent. It was mute. She didn't even have music playing. She's like, I don't even want to hear sound. I don't want to hear you breathe. I don't want to hear you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god all right anyways that's good laugh. i'm glad we were able to laugh about that one. <laughs> oh gosh anyways all right we'll do a little bit of a topic shift something a little bit more lighthearted. hearted oh i don't know how lighthearted it is but how is your work-life balance sarah i'm curious let's all talk about work-life balance because i feel like and what is work-life balance to you mm. because i have a hot take on this but I want to hear your opinion first. See, uh, that's what that man needed, a podcast for his hot takes no, that no one listens to. That no one listens to. That no one listens to. It strokes his ego because he's like, oh, I got a mic. I can say my hot takes. But no one listens. Like, zero yeah, listeners. That man like, wants the wife, mic so the kids, bad. He wants they don't so listen. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, yeah. What's work-life balance? <laughs> See, And uh, do you have it currently? Uh, or have you ever had it? Mm. <laughs> um, I think okay. So what work life balance for me is being able to do like what I want and like live to my fullest extent, um, but also have my income, um, and trying to prevent burnout because I burnt out a lot in college, and so trying to get into the groove of working and like staying in that loop kind of freaked me out for a little bit um so now i try to prioritize 
myself. And thankfully for the job that I have, they're very flexible. Um, so I work four tens, like four days a week, 10 hours. Um, but mm-hmm. that can be broken up uh, spreading out like Friday, the weekend. Um, so I kind of make my job work in favor for myself now. Um, because at the end of the day, if I were to clock out tomorrow forever, um, they would find my replacement in two weeks. <laughs> so I say that all the time. I try not to like overwork myself. Um, again, like with work pay and being compensated accordingly, like not doing more than the job work unless you're gonna pay me more for that. Uh, But I think overall, like, I'm just trying to aim to a point where I don't hate my life. um, And I'm still enjoying it, even if that's the bare minimum for now. So I'm still trying to figure that out. I like that, honestly. I feel like work-life balance in general is something that you have to continue to learn because I guess my hot take, my quick hot take is Mm -hmm. that I feel like people talk about work-life balance so much, but literally don't have it. They talk more about it than they actually practice it because I, my thing is like, if you're still talking about your job outside of work, you're still like, have it on your mind. You're still working in my A hundred percent. Yeah. You're still like, I, it's different to like quickly be like, how was your day? Quickly give a, oh, this happened, whatever. But like to talk for like multiple, like, like an hour, just like. I know, or just have that be your primary conversation is your job. Unless something funny happened at work. Like, I'm all for the funny coworker mm-hmm. stories. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all about them. I'm all about the, the tea. Yeah, I'm all about the yeah. tea. But to talk about your actual job and, like, what you're doing and the problem, I'm like, that's not a work-life balance. You are bringing your work to your outside life. So you don't have it. Or if you're thinking about, like, a task the next day or what you need to prep, you're, again, working. I think it's it's and it's a hard practice to actually like shut your computer down and like stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? Especially if you have a stressful like amount of work to do, they have to think about getting done the next day. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Like it's not easy. But for people to say like, oh, I have work life balance because I go out to drinks after work, but I'm but they still talk about their job. Like, do you actually have work life balance or are you just like networking right now, talking about your job? Like, like when do you turn off? When do you turn off? And I like I don't want to hear. About like, I hate the conver. I hate that that's our main conversations when we get to know people. Is like, what do you do for work? Like, how's your job? Oh, that's cool. What do you do? Like, and you constantly talk about your job. I'm like, I'm already drained from my workday. The last thing I need to know or do is process what you do for your job, or hear about. Like, I'm all for like, you do this, great, love that for you, awesome. If I have a question, maybe I'll ask it, but I probably don't. Let's let's keep it. I want to know something else about you. What what do you like to do in your free time? What was your high and low of the week? Anything but your job. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. That's my hot take. Maybe that's just because I do too much networking. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I just hate it. I hate it so much. I'm like, stop talking about your job so much. Like, you don't have work life balance. But I mean, anyways. at least for me, I definitely don't have work life balance. And I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah, I don't. well, you're an entrepreneur. But so your job exactly. is. Exactly. So, yeah, that's my job is to work for my business. Now, am I trying to have boundaries for myself? Yes. Is it going well? No. <laughs> because I just have so much, there's just so much to do. And especially when it's a one woman show. So for me, it's, there's no, there's no balance. <laughs> I mean, Obviously, I have things that I do 
Like, I go out with friends, like, you know, get something to eat, get a couple drinks here and there. But especially now, like, trying to network, run a business, learn more about running a business. Like, oh, child, it's a lot of work, but I'm grateful to be in the position. But, yeah, there's no work-life balance for me at this point in this stage. Hmm. Maybe in a couple months I'll be able to finally wind down but um yeah manifesting that for you thank you what about you Natalia how do you feel like you currently have work a good work-life balance um I think so I'm pretty good now at like turning off my computer I don't like to talk to people about my job like my parents sometimes call me on the phone they like to ask me questions I'm like I, I I've made it clear now they don't ask me anymore but like I make it clear I don't like even before I started working I didn't like when people talk about their jobs I saw the negative effects it had so like I don't do that I tell them like please don't ask me like you know what I do like there's something interesting like that's pop if something interesting pops up then I'll say it but like I don't know I think my biggest thing is the exhaustion that's kind of affected my work-life balance because mm-hmm. working 40 hours a week um I mean I have like I'm blessed that I have like the hybrid option like I'm sure Sarah now you're seeing it like working fully remote like the benefits it has because it really gives a lot of your life back. Um, But I'm just so exhausted every week because when you have to go commute to your job or, and you're just being at the office for like eight, nine hours a day is exhausting. I don't know what it is about it. It's just very draining because you also have to be more like socially interactive, Mm -hmm. like with people. And sometimes it's not like, like sometimes there's people you can actually be yourselves with, but like you have to like put on a persona sometimes when you go to the office, not yeah. in like a fake way, but like it's just part of working in the show face. Exactly. Yeah. So I just find it so exhausting sometimes. That's why like I love my days where I work from home because it just feels like a break. Like I just can just work and that's it. Like I can take my break here. I don't need to like look a certain way, dress up. I can sleep in a little later. Like I don't know. So I'm more working on trying to get my energy back to do things after work because most times I'm like I don't even know if I want to like I don't know if I want like I want to like meet up with people like I kind of have to force myself now you know um so my thing is I like to do one at least one social thing a week like something I enjoy with somebody like meeting up with somebody because if I don't like if I literally just go to work come home and chill for a whole week like I'm by the end of the week I feel like I didn't do anything and I kind of feel unfulfilled but I don't know I don't know, Sarah, if you feel the same way about being exhausted and stuff. Yeah, I had to drive like 40 minutes going and coming every day. I was like fully in the office and that was mm-hmm. like taking a toll. So by the time I got home, I didn't want to do anything. I would just literally eat dinner, like scroll on my phone because I don't didn't have my phone during the day and then like go to bed and do it all over again. Like it felt like so routine. And I think that's when I felt my like depression anxiety heightened again was because I just felt like I had no control over my life and it was kind of just happening to me um and now being fully remote and finishing my first week like I definitely feel like a person again and uh, I have time to reflect I have time to make my lunch I have time to eat dinner and I overall just feel more satisfied like I went on a walk today like that doesn't happen especially the last couple of months that I've worked fully in office. It's just, mm-hmm. 
you get tired. Like you, like you said, I do have my work friends, love talking to them. And there's some days I just don't want to talk to anybody, even my work friends. And, but if you do that, it seems like you're not a team player or you, you feel some type of way or someone did something to you. But it's like not the case. I just need my space. And that's not really a thing when you're in the office. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think that's why like, I feel like working from home and the whole hybrid thing that's like the pandemic brought was one of the best things to ever happen for those who are blessed to be able to do it because mm-hmm. I feel like it actually has increased people's happiness because you, like you said, you have more control over your life in a way. Like you're, get, you're given this time back that you didn't ever have before and you couldn't get it because you had to go to work every day. You had, you, I mean, a lot of people need to work, like they need to pay their bills. They need to do this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't imagine going back to fully. I don't know how people do fully remote in my opinion. Like, unless you live like super close to the office, but like, oh, what do you mean? Fully in person? I mean, fully in person. Sorry. Fully in person. Mm-hmm. Like going to the office every day. Like, I don't every know how day. people do it. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So what are things like you do during the week? Um, like, do you hang out with friends ever? Or like, do you like work out? Like, I don't know, call people. I don't know. Um, I mainly like call people when I get home. Just um, because there's friends that you can talk to that don't drain your social energy, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if I have like an issue at work or something in the news, I'll just call friends. Um, I have my roommates, so I hang out with them. Um, I don't. Again, this is my first week finally being remote, so I'm learning as I I go. But um, I used to maybe do like a happy hour once every two, three weeks or something. Um, but mainly just focused living my life on the weekends, which mm-hmm. is annoying. So, yeah. Yeah. I, that's like another thing, like the living for the weekends. I feel like that concept, I hate that concept so much because we really only mm-hmm. get two days. And I feel like, really a day and a half I'm being honest with you because I feel like Sunday like at least half the day you're preparing for the next week yeah if you which like it's like if I don't do that then I feel like just a hot mess the next week I don't feel good but like I I hate that like living for a day and a half or two days like that really shouldn't be like I feel like we should be able to incorporate something into our work weeks you know um but that's if you're given the time obviously and if you Mm -hmm. have the energy um yeah, I don't know, honestly. I also don't know how people... And there's a complete opposite, too. Like, people doing something almost every night of the work week and then going to work the next day. Like, I, I personally... Like, that's a lot for me. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't know if that's, like, a New York City thing or what. Like, I don't know how it is in D.C., but, like, I feel like New York people are very socially active and they're, like, always out and about, which kind of motivates me to get out. But sometimes I'm like, all right, like, I need to chill. <laughs> I can't yeah, do like, What jobs work. y'all got? Not no, really. literally. So I'd be tired. I'm yeah, tired. No. I'm like, I can barely even focus the next day because I'm just so exhausted. But <laughs> from yesterday. Well, yeah, there's some people definitely here that like they'll go out to eat every other day of the week um, or go out like consecutive weekends. And it's just like, I need time to recharge, y'all. Like, I can't. Yeah. I'll see y'all next function, but <laughs> leave me out. Facts. Don't even send the invite. Don't I understand. <laughs> I'm weak. Oh, gosh. Anyways, well, I'm glad, you know, you are starting to get your work-life balance. Ash, maybe that should be your goal for the next six months. 
Because it's important. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Sarah, I guess that's, we can wrap it up this conversation. But any last, like, I guess, tips or, like, what you've kind of learned from your past, like, few years in, like, corporate America, you know, like, life lessons. I know that sounds kind of deep, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything you want to pass on? Any uh, last thoughts? I guess, like, make your job work around you and not mm-hmm. the other way around. Because okay. then you get you get stuck and it makes it really... Um, hard to get up in the morning and like yeah. find your creativeness and like what you want to do, what what kind of life you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. A really I good think point. it's like a mind shift change because I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people say that like they treat their job as like a side hustle and like their real life actually starts like after they're done, like with the day with, the, with their job. Yeah. I <laughs> so like that. So that's like where they actually you know, do things that they enjoy. That's what, mm-hmm. you know, they just treat this as like a side hustle. Like, ah, oh, I'll put some energy towards it. Not putting my whole heart and it's soul. It's a big ass side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, kidding. but still, yeah, you're I'm so kidding. annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, li- That's a I good like one that there. idea. I like that. I mean, but again, would be remiss of me to not acknowledge it. That's a privilege in itself to be able to right. choose that. Exactly. True. I completely agree with that. Yeah. We're talking, yeah, from, I feel like a lot of our points today might've come from a privileged point of view, obviously, because, you know, we're in these positions where we, some people would dream to have like where we are. And I'm not saying we're in any bad position. I just think we're just talking about some of the struggles that we face, but <laughs> I, I, I'm sure we all feel I mean, I think even where we are. us, I mean, if we go back a couple years like we were like yeah, oh we were wow praying like for this yeah yeah we were praying for this so i mean mm-hmm. just because you know back then it was something like oh my god seemed unattainable and it seemed mm-hmm. like it would be a perfect situation i mean every situation isn't going to be perfect so obviously there's going to be flaws that we experience and mm-hmm. we have microphones <laughs> to speak about it not exactly so, but yeah, as you said, we also definitely have a privileged point of view as well. So, but I, yeah. Natalia, you, any any thoughts from you? Oh, any any quotables? Any quote? Any one liners this week? I don't know. I'm a yeah, little exhausted. for the one liners. Um, similar to what Sarah said, your job isn't your life. We we work to live, not live to work. I know that I sounds was, so corny. I was just about to say that. That's exactly what we're like. That's that's the point. Like we're not. I'm not living to work and climb and get to all these things. Like, I think that's great, but I'm working to be able to provide for the life I want to have. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um. So yeah, that's basically it. What about you, Ash? Any last line one liners? I'm not gonna lie. We covered it all. I think we covered it all. I don't have anything else. To We're say also really. all really tired. Ta- talking about exhaustion, I could just tell right now. Like, yeah. we are all mentally exhausted, um, and we deserve a good night's rest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for Women's History Month, for the work, just in yeah. general, the life for the culture. Thus far, please let us rest tonight. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Sarah, thank you so much um, for joining us this week. 
Um, I feel like we had a really good conversation. She'll be back on in the future. Don't worry, y'all. Um, Thanks. Follow her on. So, do you want to just shout out your social media? She, you know, she's got a little. She's got a TikTok page. Ooh, TikTok or whatever. Follow. No, it's not little. It's big. It's big. It's We're big. Following. It's Thank big, you. and it's gonna it's gonna grow even more because she's remote now. Yeah, oh. content about to go crazy. It's about so go crazy. And go I'm, I'm patiently waiting. Yep, I know you are for the content. <laughs> <laughs> um, my TikTok is at Sarah Stephanie and two underscores. I changed it recently. Um, yeah, she so said rebrand. Me. Rebrand. She, she remote now. She don't know how to act. She don't rebranded her whole life. <laughs> you don't know her. I be chatting. It's ain't the same, Sarah. It's not the yeah. same. She got things to say. Okay. Uh, yeah. So follow me on there. All right. Cool. We'll give you a follow. Um, Thanks. Do you want to put the people on to anything, Sarah? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. So Sarah's been waiting for this one. Yeah, I was waiting for this one. She's ready. Nah, because I was in Grenada two weeks ago, and there was a lot of soca music. She's okay. international, y'all. Yeah, I'm she's just, over I'm here. She's know. catching flights. I, that's and no, no feelings. No feelings involved. Um, she should purr. So there's a song called "Come Home" with Skinny Fabulous and Nyla Blackman. That song has been on repeat since I got there and got off the plane and have entered the work week. Like it's okay. a great we'll song. Maybe I'll tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. And then Becky G came out with a new song with Omega. But you haven't oh, really haven't heard, heard from it. Me. It's real good. It's called Arranca. Max, what happened to Omega? I know. He came back. I was like, okay. okay. Um, yeah, those are my two right now. Nice. All right. Well, Sarah put y'all on this week, so go give it a listen. I know it's fire. You're welcome. We gave y'all a break from Ash and I's music because, you know, we be throwing it at y'all every week. So we decided to give you something Thanks. new. We wanted to give y'all... You know, an outside perspective. An outside perspective. Y'all kind of already could probably predict what we going. Yeah, yeah. y'all already know what we're going to do. So Sarah, um, Sarah brought the soca. Yeah. Go give it a listen now. But yeah. anyways, all right. Well, it's been, it's super late. It's 1130 here. But thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. Um, as always, we really appreciate your insights and blessing our pod, you know. With your stories, again. with your takes. Yet again. And she'll be back. Don't worry. I love um, you. But yeah, we love, love you. you too. And of course, everyone, y'all know what to do. Y'all Rate, share, subscribe, follow, review. All that good stuff. All, all, all the stuff that you know you should be doing. Just do continue it. to do it. Don't I do know it. y'all are doing it. We appreciate you doing it. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing it. Make it a habit. What is it? 21 days? Yep. Keep doing it for 21 days. And it'll be a habit. We don't even have to say it anymore. Exactly. You don't have to hear this at the end of the podcast every week. What's bombarding you with tasks and things to do. But anyway, I'm Anyways, exhausted. Uh, we're we hope exhausted. you guys have a great week. Day. Oh, this is our last mm-hmm. episode of Women's History Month. And we hope you guys enjoy the rest of Women's History Month. Thank Til you, then. everyone, for listening. Thank you, Sarah, again. No problem. Thank we you. love you guys, and we love hope you, you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.